0: Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The opinions, language, and discussion expressed in Disability After Dark may be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Do you want to keep the conversation lit around sex and disability? Want to spark a conversation about something you heard on the show? Feel like shining some light on an issue that I haven't even thought of? You can do all that and get the inside scoop on what happens in my brain after dark by following me on Twitter. At Andrew Gerza, that's A-N-D-R-E-W G-U-R-Z-A. And be sure to use the hashtag disability after dark all over your social media so we can shine light on sex and disability together. Hey everybody, thanks so much for clicking on episode 20 of Disability After Dark. I'm so excited that you want to have discussions around sex and disability with me, and that you're here for another episode. Also, I kinda can't even believe that we made it to episode 20. It's a huge fucking deal. It means that the conversation around disability is so much needed and people are curious and they want to have these discussions more and they want to have these conversations and they want this stuff to be available at a click, which I think is really, really cool. And I just want to thank everybody for listening and thank everybody for putting the time in each week. Over the last 20 weeks, while we, while I create this thing and see what topics I want to talk about and having me on social media and being available to be a guest and going to the Patreon page and contributing. I thank all of you because without you, this crippled content creation stuff that I want to do wouldn't be possible. So I want to thank all of you for doing that with me and, and making this a reality and making this work I do as a disability awareness consultant Something that I can that is actually tangible for me, and so I really, really appreciate that. I wanted to thank all of you for that. For the lead-in for this episode, I want to talk to you about something that I did recently, which is kind of where my idea for this episode came from. And I've talked about this kind of stuff before in both articles and other podcasts that I've done, but I felt it was important and kind of a perfect time to bring it back and bring it, this this topic back because it's it's a fun topic. So I wanted to have some fun with it. Um, and so, the topic that I want to talk about today is embarrassing moments, things that happen in the bedroom, and we all have those moments, they happen to all of us, it's just a part of sexuality, having weirdly strange embarrassing moments that we none of us really want to talk about, but they're there, and I want to talk about embarrassing moments in relation to my experience as a disabled man, and some funny things that have happened to me as a disabled queer person trying to access my sexuality. And I want to share that with you um, because I think they're pretty funny. Each, each story I've told before, you may have heard it before, but I think I wanted to put it in this podcast because it's almost the holidays when I'm recording this, and I think it would be fun for people to have a laugh. And I fully support that the stuff you're going to hear on this episode is going to be really kind of personally embarrassing for me and kind of funny, though. I'm, I'm owning it. And the reason why I, talk, I wanted to bring it up is because I recently was a guest judge for the Tell Me Something Good Storytelling Hour at Glad Day Books in Toronto. It's a monthly uh, storytelling hour where basically it's run by my good friends Claire Awe and Sam Fraser. They run it out of Glad Day Books in Toronto. They also run the Tell Me Something Good podcast. You definitely should check it out. It's It's a really fun, basically... The, the, the premise of this, uh, both the podcast and, and the live show, is that somebody comes on and talks about embarrassing, you know, kind of funny, kind of awkward, sexy moments, and they tell a true story, and it's all, you know, you don't have to, but you basically put your name in a box, and you they pick your name at random, and you tell a funny story. And so, I was a guest judge, and I love being judges for this thing, because it's all positive, and we all love each other and we all laugh and we all, we're all there for each other, it's such a great thing they created. So they asked me recently to be a judge and it got me thinking about some of the embarrassing moments that I've had in the bedroom as a queer disabled guy and I want to basically uncover and share with you some of the embarrassing moments that I've had and talk about how my disability either created, because sometimes disability can definitely create embarrassing sex moments, or attributed heavily to the embarrassing moment, and how I think it's all fucking funny in the end, and how we should all laugh about it. And I think, so this this episode is called Copulating While Crippled. Parentheses, embarrassing moments in the bedroom when disabled. close parentheses So let's do that now. I'm going to share with you some stories, but three or four stories of embarrassing things that have happened to me, in the bedroom. My most favorite story that was both embarrassing and hilarious happened to me about, I wanna say, probably about 10 years ago now. I was either in my mid-20s or my early 20s and I was on a sex hookup app looking for some dick, as you do. I was living in my college dorm room looking for some cock and I was looking around and I met this really attractive, kind of adorable guy who was on an exchange from the UK. He was so cute. I can't even begin to tell you how cute this guy was. He was just really, really cute. And so we started talking, and I said, oh, you're you're kind of adorable. Like, what's going on tonight? And he was like, oh, I'm just hanging out in my, wherever he was staying. I think he was staying at the neighboring university across the way um, for his exchange or close by there. And he goes, oh, I'm not far from you could I come over, and I, it was a, you know, the typical hookup, like, cool, I'll be there in like 20 minutes, here's my, you know, I'll message you when I'm there, we did all that stuff, and so that was all fine, so he, I just remember thinking how cute he was, and how excited he was, and I remember saying something dumb, like, hey, so you're from the UK, do you have an accent, because I was, I am still really into that, that accent, Um, but I remember being, like, being like, oh, I want to, I definitely want to fuck you with you, have a British accent, because I'll get off faster, and you're hot, so I said something dumb like that, and so he came over, and so he was really, really cute, and I always get really kind of nervous when the hookup happens, even if I'm, like, the biggest talker on the computer before the guy gets to my house, I actually get super nervous, and super, like, oh my god, is he going to like me? Oh no, what's going to happen? Am I going to get some? So he comes over, and he's just wearing, you know, a coat, whatever, but he just looked so proper, he looked just so, he was so well dressed, it somehow made him more adorable, um, and I just thought, this guy's just the cutest thing ever, and so, we went up to my, I brought him into my dorm room, and we had, you know, we had some sex, we had, like, what I, what I would think is great sex, we had really, I had a, I, from what I remember, we had really good sex, he was a really good kisser. And I just really enjoyed myself with this guy. And after we were done, and this is where the fun stuff starts, after we were done having sex, um, he had to go pee. So he left me on my bed naked. Now let let me set the scene a little bit more for you. I'm in the bed naked, which means he had to help me get out of my chair and get into the bed naked, which means he had to basically at that point lift me from my chair to the bed. Undressed me, which was hot. And then we got down to business and did things. Um, And then he says, oh, I'm just going to go pee. Now, we're both naked. I'm naked on the bed. And what I will refer to here on in as the dead turtle position. Now, for those of you who have not read my stuff and don't know exactly what the dead turtle position is, I think I may have mentioned it on this podcast before. The dead turtle position is when... You are disabled, super disabled like me, and you are on your back, unable to move from the dead turtle position. So this is the position that I find myself in, the dead turtle position, is the position that I was in for sure. He decided that he had to go pee, and now we're we're in my dorm room at this point, we're in my college dorm room, so it's, I don't know many anybody who has lived in a dorm for a while now, but... Or if you're in a dorm right now, listening to this, you'll know what exactly what I'm talking about. It's two rooms, two like student bedrooms, and then a bathroom, and then a common area. So that's the kind of room we're in. We're in that kind of room. We're in that, that dormy kind of room. And he says, Okay, I gotta go pee. So again, I'm in the dead turtle position. I am in the bed without my phone, without any kind, this is important. Without my phone, without any kind of communication device. To call anybody. I have nothing. Because when you're. When you're fucking somebody. You don't. Have your phone. On you. And at that point. It wasn't like. iPhone texting. It was like a Nokia phone. From. Back in the day. So. I didn't have anything with me. Had nothing to call. Anybody on. And he went pee. And now he's. He's naked. And he went to pee. Now when he left my room. He accidentally. Closed the door. Behind him. Yeah. And when he closed the door behind him, I was still in like the euphoria of I just had sex with this hot British guy. I wasn't thinking clearly. I was just excited that I got some. So he closed the door behind him and went to pee. Don't worry, there's a whole lot more to this story. But first, let's play some ads right here on Disability After Dark. Hi, my name is Ali Wong, and I'm a director, performer and producer working in opera and theater. I listen to Disability After Dark. The podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability. Okay, so I'm lying there in the bed, and he's going out to pee. And like I said, he clicked the door behind me closed. I'm in the bed, out of my chair, totally naked, my dick's hanging out, all my bits are there for the world to see. Now, I know you're visualizing that in your head somewhere, and and it's turning some of you on, and some of you who know me very well, it's doing nothing for you. But just... Let's visualize that for just a minute. Um, and I know that it's getting some of you super hot. So there I am in the bed, 22 or 23 years old, um, possibly a little bit older, to, in this bed waiting for this guy to come pee. And I'm, I, I'm excited. I'm like, I just had sex with this guy. Super awesome. We're going to have sex again. It's going to be super great. And so I hear him pee, flush, and he's ready to come back. And I hear him kind of trundle, um, on the floor, back to the door, knock, and go, Oi! Can you let me in? Now, I don't think he said oi, but in my head he said oi, because I'm in love with the British accent, and he had one, and I was super, like, into it. So I don't know if that's what he actually said, but he definitely was like, hey, can you let me back in? And I'm sitting there, I'm looking at my surroundings, I'm looking at my dorm room, looking at the door, looking at the bed, looking at everything, and he's trying to get in, and I realize then I'm, I'm, kind of curious as to why he can't get in. I'm looking around going, first of all, you want me to let you in. I can't, there's no way. And then I realized that he locked the door behind him. Oh fuck. What did it what do we do now? How do we how do I fix this? What do we do? And I'm frantically looking around the room, trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this and how I'm going to what am I gonna do to help this guy out? This poor guy is standing in my kitchen and he's completely naked in this stranger's place who he just met a couple hours ago, and we're just trying to have some good sex, and, and he's stuck, and I'm stuck, and there's no way that I can assist him in any way whatsoever to make this better. I'm sitting in, my ro- in the bed just freaking out, frantic, trying to figure out what to do. So I come up with the idea for him to go out of the dorm room, because there's no other way he could do anything at this point. My roommate was not around. He'd gone to class or something or to go to some college event. Um, And so the only way that he could get out of where he was was to, to... I Luckily, for some reason, I had some linens in our kitchen above the counter... In, like the, in the common kitchen area, I had linens there. I'm not sure why, but I did. I had put my bed linens there. I can't remember why, for what the reason was, but I totally thought that was a great idea at the time. Um, and I said, hey, there's some linens up there. Why don't you grab them and you can go knock on, on our neighbor's door. Now, at first glance, saying go knock on a random college student's door when you're naked to go let them into your your hookups place, Sounds daunting, but I knew that my neighbor at the time was also one of my attendant care workers at the time. So I thought that he would knock on the door, that this guy would knock on the door of my attendant care neighbor, and the attendant care neighbor friend of mine would let him in and we'd all have a laugh and move along. So the poor guy's out the door, and he's like, are you sure? Like, I'm not sure. Okay, I guess that's what I'll have to do. So he grabs the linens, puts it around himself like a toga, and the only reason that I know it's a toga is because I saw him afterwards. And it looked kind of hilarious in so many different ways. Um, so he, he puts it over himself like a toga and goes out into the world. All the while I'm sitting there with my dick out trying to figure out is there any way that I can get out of this. Like When you're disabled like that and you're stuck in that position, you literally go through every possible scenario in your head and try to figure out a way to make the embarrassment stop. You're sitting there trying to just figure out, if I could just fly across the bed and open the door, this would not be a problem. And then you start positing, like, if I was just able, if I was just fucking able, I could actually do this. And all these scenarios and ideas pop through your head. Like, I thought about about flinging myself off the bed. I thought about, like, screaming for somebody to come get me. I thought about, like, what can I do? I had some. I had a pill, a body pillow in my bed, which I remember trying to take off of the bed and, like, move towards the door to try to get it to, like, somehow open the door, which it wouldn't do anyway, but I just thought that maybe magically it would do this. So that wasn't working. None of that worked. I, I tried all of those things, and none of that worked, except for the throwing myself on the floor part. But I did try to get really closer to the door with my body somehow to make it open but there there was no way the door was opening and so so the, the 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 guy was decided to very bravely go out into this random college hallway in a totally different country in a totally different place with the guy he had just met to get the guy to open the door to save the to save the disabled guy with the heart on who he had just spent the time with so he <laughs> When you when you listen to the facts of the story, it's actually really, really hilarious. Um, so he knocks on my neighbor's door, and I'm expecting my attending care worker friend to be there. Of course, naturally, my disabled... My um, attending care worker friend had class. So his roommate was there, who didn't understand why he was being greeted at the door by a half-naked stranger asking him to call security. So, my attending care worker friend's roommate decided to call security on this random stranger who he had just met. And the the roommate had no idea why there was a guy standing in a toga-esque sheet, probably see-through, I'm not sure if it was, I can't remember exactly, but it was probably pretty see-through, uh, and he's probably wondering, why is this guy in my hallway, I should probably call security anyway, because some shit just went down, so, they call security, all the while, this poor guy is, like, out in the hallway, trying to get some help, I am sitting in the room with no phone, and no source of communication to do any kind of, like, way of helping anybody, I'm stuck, I'm completely disabled in every sense of the word, and can't do anything here, and... So, they call security, and I remember I heard, like, scuffling, and there was scuffling happening, and, and stuff, I could hear, like, moving, and security was like, who are you? Why are you here? What for? And security was very confused, because it's, when you're hooking up with somebody, especially when you're in a college dorm and you're queer, uh, you don't really want to sometimes broadcast, you know, what it is that you're doing. And also, sex is generally pretty private, so this kind of stuff when you're able-bodied, doesn't really happen to you. So the security guard was confused. And and so the security guard busts into my room. I am like spread eagle, dead turtle, position, naked, can't move. I'm trying to grab a pillow so that the security guard doesn't see my hard-on that I still had covered in cum that I still was because we just finished and we were planning on going again. So this so the security guard was my friend, and I'll never forget the security guard goes, "Oh, oh hey, Andrew, that's what you oh, oh, wow, Okay, that's what you were up to. And then, you know, the guy that I was spending the time with came back, and the security guard left, and we I remember I remember we just fell into like a fit of laughter and we just laughed for a good like ten, fifteen minutes. we didn't end up having sex again. But it was actually really, really funny because it just solidified for me the things that can happen to you when you are disabled and trying to access sexuality. And what's cool about the story is that he wasn't mad. We actually ended up, you know, we're still friends and we still talk to each other and we still have conversations. And I I really appreciate that moment in being able to share that really crippled moment together with this person. And it really made us bond as friends, and it was, it was something that I'll never forget, because it solidifies for me how important, and how, how even when I don't want it to, my disability is part of the experience. So hey, did you love this episode of Disability After Dark, but didn't quite get your crypt fix? I have some fantastic news for you. Cripple Content Creations presents a new podcast, Disability Withdrew. Bringing Disability to You. This brand new series will look at disability society and disability culture. We'll look at the everyday experiences of people with disabilities and ask, How does disability feel? By bringing Disability With Drew to you, I want disability to be something we all have access to. Episodes of Disability With Drew will be available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and your favorite podcast app. Another story that I'd love to share happened to me a couple of years ago I was sitting in my room and I had decided that it would be really cool for me to download some porn as you do when you just when you're just wanting to be frisky with yourself I decided that I would I wanted to download some porn so it was late at night and I was just bumming around the internet and I found this porn scene that I really wanted to watch with one of my favorite performers. And I decided to download it. And I was like, okay, well, because it was one of those free... I found one of those sites where you can download it for free, but it takes, like, seven hours. And because I'm poor and I didn't want to spend on a membership, I decided to, okay, it's going to take eight hours, but the porn will download and then I'll watch in the morning. So I decided that it would be really a good idea if I let the computer run and the attendant came to put me to bed. And I let the computer run and it downloaded its thing, and it was doing its thing, and I went to bed, and I didn't think about it, because I was like, okay, I'll watch it again, I'll watch tomorrow, no big deal. And I was, like, ready, and I was excited. I was like, oh, a new porn scene, I'm going to watch it tomorrow. It'll be great, because I'll just be able to get off in the, in the enjoyment of my own home, and it'll be fine. So around 2 o'clock in the morning, I'm w- awoken by something, and I'm like, what? You know when you're, like, half days, half asleep, and you're not really sure what you're hearing, but you're like, I hear something um, I'm, what's going on, and I was kind of not, I wasn't jolted awake, but I was like, oh, I hear noise, like, maybe I'm dreaming, what's going on, and as your ears do that thing, where you, like, start to realize what you're hearing, I realized it was sex noises, I was like, sex noises, what, who's, and I was like, who's watching a movie in my house, like, what's going on, and I really, it hadn't dawned on me, what was happening yet, so I was like, oh, sex noises, This weird, and I was trying to figure out, like, were my neighbors being really loud? Were they having sex right now at, like, 2 in the morning? Were they just really enjoying themselves? Like, what's going on? And then I realized that, oh, fuck, the porn that I had downloaded 7 hours ago is now ready to be, I guess it just went on autoplay, and I didn't make sure that the autoplay button had been turned off. So I'm hearing these porn performers, and this was a really loud scene. Like, I remember when I had downloaded it, looking at the two performers, I was like, yeah, this is going to be a really loud, boisterous scene. So I am hearing this, and part of me is giggling it's so hard, because I'm like, what, what? Uh, again, I'm lying in bed, I'm, I'm on my side, I have my phone with me this time, because I need the phone to call the attendants, so I have my phone there this time, but I'm, whole, I'm clutching onto my phone, and I'm kind of getting turned on by the sounds of the porn, so I'm trying also not to get a hard on at this point because I know I have to call my care worker to get to figure out how to turn this porn off, and I'm not sure what to do. And I'm clutching the phone, looking at the phone, and I'm being like, "All I have to do is hit the number, and I can call them right now, and then we'll be good to go, and no problem." So, but I don't, I don't know if I, I don't know how I'm gonna explain to her that porn is coming out of my computer because this care worker was really she was just she sex was not something we ever really talked about her and I. And at this point in my life it wasn't something that I really wanted to share with my attendants. That's still something that I find even if I'm friendly with the attendant, sharing those experiences isn't the easiest. And so I didn't know how I was gonna explain to this attendant that at two two o'clock in the morning, two three in the morning this was happening, what am I going to say, like, what do I say, what do I say, um, so I finally was like, okay, okay, I'm going to phone her, so I phoned her, and then I hung up, and then I phoned again, and I was like, no, I have to, I took a big breath, and I was like, hi, um, it's Andrew calling, I'm kind of groggily, because it was like two in the morning, so it was more like, hey, uh, it's Andrew calling, um, there's a movie playing on my computer, and I need you to come and turn it off, And she goes, what? I can't hear you. There's all this noise there. And so then I start giggling some more because I know what the noise is and I know what she's hearing, and I'm trying so hard not to fall apart laughing because I'm trying to be professional with my attendant that doesn't ever talk to me about sex. So I'm trying to find a way to make it professional, but I am just like falling over laughing. And also I'm being turned on because I'm hearing sounds of the porn person that I enjoy a lot getting, you know, having sex on screen, so I'm trying not to listen to it, and not to fantasize about what's happening on screen, I of course can't, I'm falling apart giggling, so the attendant comes up, and this is literally my favorite part of the story, hands down, no question, the attendant comes up to me and goes, so she comes up, she opens the door, and at this point, like, at this point, by the time she opens the door, they've gone past the foreplay, they've gone past any kind of, like, slow, quiet scene. They are, like, hardcore fucking there's and sounds happening. And you can hear, like, cock and balls slapping into each other. And so, <laughs> this is making me fall apart laughing. I, I, I am, like, silently dying in the bedroom next to where she is. She comes in, and she comes into my room right away. My, my computer happened to be in the living room, which is why I couldn't turn it off right away. So, um, she comes into my room, and says what is that what's that noise what 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 is it and i said something along the lines of oh it's just a movie that i downloaded and it just automatically started playing and i i need you to turn it off now i had it on full blast cuz i guess i had been watching something previously so the whole room was being filled with this cacophonous sound of guys fucking which under normal circumstances would be totally hot and i would be totally down for it but in this instance I was completely mortified and didn't know what to do and so she she goes to turn it off and she's she's quick on her feet so she's really like going there because she has other bookings to attend to and other people to assist so she's like really getting there and I had to stop her and go no, no 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 don't look at it please don't look at it please don't look at it don't look at it just shut the, shut the screen off and don't look at it and she goes Andrew what is it are those guys fighting? are they fighting with each other? Is that what it is? And I I paused, I started giggling and I couldn't stop laughing. I started giggling so hard cuz I wasn't sure what to tell her. Cuz in a way, when you watch porn, when you watch male on male porn or any porn really, I guess, they are fighting and what they're fighting for is the affection of the other person. So in a way she's right. Yes the two characters that I was watching on screen were totally fighting for each other's love. Or dicks, I'm not sure. But it just made me laugh so hard. I didn't know what to do, and it was really funny. And I know she saw that it was porn, and I'm sure she knew what it was. But because I was so uncomfortable talking with this particular attendant about sex, I didn't really know, I just didn't know how to handle it, and I just—I couldn't stop giggling. And I remember she turned it off, And left the room and I just like fell into a ball of like comedy and I couldn't sleep the rest of the night because I just thought it was so funny. Um, And, you know, if you're able-bodied, you could just get up and turn the porn off and nobody had to hear the porn you're listening to like run through your house. But I had to call my attendant and I just thought it was a really funny story to share and something that would only happen to you when you're living with a disability. I just want to say, before I get to the next story, I'm sharing these stories with a purpose. I'm sharing these stories because I want for us to realize that sex and disability doesn't have to be awkward and horrible all the time. In the instances that I'm sharing, yeah, I was mortified, but I realize now how funny these moments are and how, you know, strange these moments were. And I think it's important that people with disabilities don't look at sex as something that has to be perfect. What I've learned as a disabled person trying to access my sexuality is that nothing is perfect. Nothing goes the way you think it's going to go in your head. And these stories amplify that for me. And they amplify the fact that I love being an awkward, queer cripple. I am I am like the king of being awkward and queer and crippled. And I, I'm owning that label. And I think these stories just exemplify that for me. And I'm, I'm really excited to... Share this next one with you. This next one I think is something that happens to a lot of people actually but something that when it happens to you you don't really know how to respond and it's, it hurts a little bit and it's kind of awkward and you you secretly hope that this sex act never ever occurs to you in life but at some point it most likely will hopefully not to entirety but it will happen, and so, basically, th- this story takes place in, in, again, the dorm room, I was giving this guy head, and we were getting down to it, and I was trying to give this guy really good head, and I really wanted to get this guy off, because I was really into him, and I wanted him to, he was really, really very attractive to me, and I wanted to really folate him really well, and when I give head, it's important for me to be really good at anything oral, because I can't do a lot with the rest of my body, so, Giving head to somebody is a crucial part of of sex for me, and it's something that I really take pride in being very, very good at, or wanting to be very good at. This story may prove otherwise. Um, So I'm giving this guy head, we're kind of kissing in between, we're making out. No, I should clarify, for anybody who doesn't know how CP works, stupopalsy, I have what is known as spastic quadriplegic stupopalsy, which means that when I get excited or scared or happy or turned on, any kind of emotion that is overwhelming to my synapses, I will have what is known as a spasm. And a spasm for me is when my body decides to jump, a quick jump, a quick like reset. If I get too scared, my body will jump. If I get too excited, my body will jump. If I get any kind of emotion that I'm having that's really, really strong, my body may jump when it wants to, and I have no control over this, this is just not something I have control over, so (laughs) have that visual of me jumping in your mind, so basically I'm giving this guy with a really big dick, it was a nice dick too, I'm giving this guy some, I'm trying to give him really good head, I'm trying really hard to be really cognizant of my cock sucking skills in this endeavor, okay? And I, I really want to make sure that I'm doing it right and I'm getting this guy off to the, to, the, to the degree to which he would like me to. I'm trying really... And he is basically on top of me with his dick in my face because that's the easiest way for me to access cock for future lovers. This is what you should know. The easiest way for me to access your dick is basically if you literally put your dick in my face. So that's what's happening. He's doing that and I, I'm slating him as best I can also trying not to not to to gag on a stick because I have also part of the CPE I have a pretty strong and pretty powerful gag reflex. Um so something he did he moved in a way that scared me. Okay? Now remember how I said that I jump sometimes when I get scared? Yeah. When he scared me, I jumped. Jumped but got scared, and instead of giving him head and releasing his dick, I very lightly, but I still did it, which is why I think he was terrified afterwards, I very lightly clamped down on his penis. I was, I didn't, couldn't believe that I had just done that. I was completely mortified. The guy, I've never seen somebody move so fast to get their dick out of my mouth, and put their pants on. I just felt like. Oh my god disability. Why you gotta do that to me right now. Is what I felt like. Um, and I bit down. Lately. But enough so that I could leave one of those like l- quick little residual marks. And I remember seeing it on the head of his dick. Before he took it out of my mouth. And I just. I apologized profusely. Needless to say. I never saw him again. And we never spoke of it again. And. I'm only telling you now because it's a funny story that would only happen to somebody with spastic CP. But, I mean, I think it's the nightmare of anybody getting head that the person's going to use their teeth in the wrong way and it's going to hurt and it's going to be painful and it's going to not feel very nice. And I don't think the poor guy coming into this endeavor with me thought that that was something that's going to happen. But it happened, and I felt completely upset by my disability at at the moment, and I felt really desexualized and unsexy because I just bit the guy's dick nobody wants that when they're getting head. Um, but it's a funny story now because you know even now I've been giving head for a long time since then and thanks to my disability for any future lovers I might unintentionally bite your dick and if I do I'm sorry and if I do I hope that I can help you get to the hospital if it gets really bad we can laugh about it hopefully it won't get to that point but if it does thanks CP Um, and I mean, again, the guy was fine, and it was fine, and there was no blood drawn, everything was okay, it was totally safe, but I just felt mortified that my disability had caused it. I hope you've had as much fun listening to these stories as I did telling them. I hope you saw the humor in Crip Sex and Why It's Really Funny, and I hope you thought about sex differently when listening to these stories through giggling your ass off about gimp sex because it is pretty fucking hilarious, and I'm glad that I could share these stories with you and show you that sex should be a bit weird, and copulating while well crippled is hilarious and is the best. If you have a funny story about gimp sex that you want to, or crip sex or disabled sex that you want to share with us, come on the show, we'd love to have you. We'll have a good laugh about it and, and make some jokes about it and make people laugh and see sex differently. If you want to shine a light on something around sex and disability, also come on the show, you can head over to the website and set, fill out a form to be a guest on the show. I'd love to have you. Hey, so if you liked what you heard, just know that this whole podcast is handmade by me. I produce all the content, come up with all the ideas, create all the discussion, interview all the guests, and do all these things. So if you like what you hear, if you like this crypt content creation that I've done, please head on over to my Patreon page, www dot patreon.com/slash andrewgerza and donate if you can your monthly pledge will help me to continue to create work like this continue to create crippled content and keep this conversation going also if you liked what you heard on this episode or past episodes head on over to www.itunes.com and leave us a review would you let us know what you like what you don't like and how we can do better to keep this conversation around sex and disability shining bright for everyone. Thanks for listening to this episode of Disability After Dark, the podcast to shine a bright light on sex and disability. Copyright notice. This program was created and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza. Shining a bright light on sex and disability.